Okay, hello, welcome to the Coach's Corner. My name is Morgan. And my name is Lindsay. And this is a podcast where we meet up to discuss all things coaching, including our experiences, mistakes we've made, and we've made a lot of them, and all the pro tips we are learning along the way. We hope you find inspiration, comfort, clarity, and a few laughs by joining us weekly on this journey. So welcome, thank you for being here, and let's jump into it. Okay, so welcome back to another episode of Morgan and Lindsay Fly by the Seat of Their Pants. (laughs) Welcome, everyone. It's us again. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) So we have realized um, that we are actually hosting a podcast and people are actually listening to it and that still shocks us. And we are still shocked that, you know, um, we do this every week. And the best way that we do this, though, is by basically coming up with topics on the spot and then just going with it. Um, So today's fly by the seat, fly by our seat topic is to do's within organic outreach and not to do's within organic outreach on social media or and within any scope of your business to, you know, talk to your ideal clients. Yeah, that sounds good to me because we, um, <laughs> uh, Lindsay and I have been like kind of anti the traditional organ- organic outreach method over the past couple months. And then we've slowly come back around after being told approximately 72 times that it's very helpful to do. <laughs> um, yeah. And we, we would just like to know to do a corrections corner on that and talk about how to do this. Yeah, absolutely. And, and not just being told, and I think like even in a previous episode, we were like, meh, 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 like organic outreach sucks. Like, don't do that. Well, yeah, correction on that because it actually does work if you do it the right way. Yeah. I think that that was the problem. Like now looking back at the beginning of our journey, I don't think that we were approaching it with the right mindset and we just like, we either didn't do it, which it was a lot of, we just didn't do it or we didn't do it the right way. So we're here to guide you in the right direction now that we have learned from our mistakes and, um, you know, we've got a a better grasp on the right way and the wrong way to do it. So, um, Morgan, what would you, do you think that you, what do you think was your biggest block to like organic outreach or like, maybe we should start with what is organic outreach? Oh yeah. Good idea, Lindsay. So organic outreach is basically just like using all of the tools at your disposal via technology to talk to people about who you are, what you do, who you help, what your business is. You know, it's, it's talking to people out on the street, in your community, like talking on the phone, um, direct messaging, engaging in, in social media groups, um, engaging in comments, like just it's communications and relationship building, I would say. Yes, oh my God, I love that. Like those two words, communications and relationship building. That sums it up right there. And because like the opposite of organic traffic is paid traffic, which 
we both have experience in paid traffic now and we've gotten our feel for that and we know you know certain do's and don'ts there also but I think that that's what paid traffic lacks is the communication and it and it lacks that genuine relationship building and that genuine like engagement with your audience you know um so yeah I love those two buzzwords for that which um I think that that kind of leads into what I think that like I didn't really do right in the beginning mm-hmm. what do you think like what do you like in the beginning of your business do you feel like you did and get like um that relationship building and that communication, like, do you think that you were doing that with an organic outreach? Because I don't think I was doing that. <laughs> yeah. Like not, not actively. Yeah. You know, like I like built a group and like I make different social media posts and like, yes, I've sent out emails and stuff, but it wasn't like purposeful necessarily. And it was kind of like, a, I'm going to make this and then just like, sit back and like, wait, wait for people to come to me, um, which, you know, did result in like a couple of sales, you know, which is fine. Um, but if you're looking to like really grow your business, it's not going to do much for you. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, even this, like right here on our podcast, I think is so authentic like we do not pretend like we have it together at all you know we're sort of like just documenting our journey and hoping that it helps people along the way and I think that this even though we're not directly like conversating with people through this podcast like even this is organic because it is people tuning in to listening to us to listen to us and we are giving them like genuine real information and we're correcting it as we go and we're not pretending to have it all together you know and and I think that like what I see a lot is people will, or, you know, aspiring and new coaches will pretend like they just have it all together and pretend like they're making like, you know, multiple six figures a year within six months of starting their business. And, you know, um, just, and, and you can sense that, like, I feel like people have a pretty good like intuition about things that are true or not true or things that are like genuine or not. And whether they know it or not, like there are a reason why, if you keep putting out crap that's not authentic, that people don't respond to it, you know, Mm -hmm. or not just authentic, but like you said, you're just making resources and then hoping that people are going to come give you their money, you know? Um, But what it's ultimately it lacks that genuine um, conversation piece and that genuine engagement piece. So yeah, that's super good. So what would you say is the first um, to do in organic engagement? First to do. Well, <laughs> the first thing you need to do is get over yourself. Ooh. Um, <laughs> just, just like step, step aside and like realize that, you know, you like can't have any expectations of what's going to happen. Like just get over it. Um, and like, if you are able to kind of put aside like your own expectations and fears and feelings about like reaching out to somebody and saying hi, it makes it a lot easier. Um, so I think that's, that's the first thing for me. Yeah. Get over yourself. I like that. And connect back to the purpose of why you're doing this, which is to help people, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, how can we help people if we're so caught up in our own fear 
and in our own embarrassment or our own, um, you know, like self, like egotistical, like what will people think of me, you know, and, and I did something super scary this week and thank you for encouraging me to do it. Like I finally went live on my Facebook, which is like my personal Facebook. It's where I have not shared hardly anything about my coaching journey on there. You know, I've pretty much been on Instagram and like within my private communities. Um, and I was scared to do that because of like the fear of people, but I like authentically showed up and said, Hey, like, this is what I'm doing. And then it opened up the, um, the, like the, it opened up the line of communication for people to message me and be like, Oh my gosh, like, tell me more about that. Or do you think I could do this? So it's really cool. Like since I opened up about that on my personal Facebook, I've had several people reach out to me. It's led to strategy calls being scheduled. Like, you know, it's led to hopefully like seeds being planted in other people's heads that they can do this too, you know, which is ultimately the goal that they can change their life too. And hopefully I can help them along the way. So yeah, um, that just showing up and getting over yourself. I love that. That's good. Yeah. And like, I think that, you know, if you remember that your ultimate goal is trying to help somebody with something, it makes it a little bit easier to do. And for some reason, you know, a lot of us get stuck in this place of, well, if I'm providing a service for somebody, like, how dare I charge for it? Mm -hmm. You know, like, what are people going to think if like, I ask for money for my services? And that's such like a black hole that you can get sucked into and like stuck in for a really long time. But then like one of the things that I always think about whenever I start to like creep more towards like that side of things mindset wise is like, um, you know, if I were to hire, I mean, when I go to get my car fixed, like somebody tells me the services that I need and then I pay for them. Like I don't expect to get it for free. If they offer free things, that's nice. You know, like it's, it's a nice bonus, but, um, I don't, you know, I don't hire a mechanic for free. If I needed a plumber, I would expect to pay them like a contractor. I would expect to pay them. I know when I go to the doctor's office, I expect to pay something and it's just, it is what it is. Um, and so I think that sometimes like that can be something that can prevent, um, people may or may not myself. Like, I think I need to think about it a little bit more with regards to myself, but it might prevent you from reaching out to somebody because you know, you are a service provider and like, if they fit what you're looking for, you're going to offer them a paid service. But if you're stuck in like this mindset of like, oh, I, I couldn't possibly like ask for money sometimes that can stop you from even like reaching out to develop a connection at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. That's like a, a block that you just have to definitely be intentional about overcoming because I don't think anyone's ever like, yep, I'm ready today. I'm going to take some money. Yep. Mm -hmm. Today I'm deserving of it. Like, no, you just <laughs> have I mean, you have to make yourself get there. You know, you have to make yourself say like, okay, I am deserving of this price because I do have a service to give. Mm -hmm. And whenever you know that and you're comfortable with that, then you don't feel so like sleazy, quote unquote, about telling people like, hey, these are my prices. Once the conversation gets there, you know, like not just throwing it out there in someone's inbox saying, hey, I offer this and I'm going to charge you X amount of dollars, you know, but like 
once you have that conversation with them, like you said, that conversation piece, then it gets there and then you feel comfortable sharing your prices. Mm-hmm. And they, they'll feel comfortable with it too because you've already established that relationship and they trust you. Yeah, absolutely. And I think like that's just something I think I did like get really, really stuck on because I was, you know, like in these programs that were teaching me like how to sell my services and they're like talking about like, Hey, you need to like DM blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Oh my God, like I have to send messages to people and like potentially this will lead to me asking for money. And so I just was like so uncomfortable doing that at least like um, with direct messages. Um, because like in person, if somebody asked me, you know, like how much do you charge? It was a little bit less of a problem for me. Um, then I think like starting from like a blank slate with somebody, but like now I honestly am like not even trying to like think about sales at all. When I send messages to people, I just look for people who look like we might have something in common like being physical therapists or like working with athletes or whatever. And if they look like somebody, you know, that I could see being like a beneficial connection, whether it is as a client or just like, if somebody comes to me, I could refer them to this other person, you know, to work with them, like building kind of a network. And if I look at it like that, and then I approach like, my messages and the language I use in like a very like laid back (laughs) casual manner. And like I was telling you before, I'm just like, Hey, what's up? (laughs) I'm Morgan. How's it going? (laughs) Um, Then it's just, it's a lot easier and it's a lot easier to like send off a bunch of messages and then start to develop relationships with the people who do respond. And it's like very, very low key. And I think if I had this kind of mindset about it at the beginning, it would have been way easier. Mm. Yeah. I think that that's really, that's key. I like what you said about a network. Um, Like you're approaching, I know that we talked about sales and like tracking and stuff like that yesterday, but that word prospects that we were talking about, you could potentially look at all your prospects as just a network of people, you Mm -hmm. know, and they may be your client one day. They may be a guest on your podcast one day. You may be a guest on one of their, you know, platforms one day. You may um, have a referral for them. Like you just never know. And that kind of ties back to, actually, it really ties back to um, our last episode on community where we were talking like, you know, just look at everyone as like an opportunity where you can, you know, forge some type of like personal and professional relationship with them. So whenever you're sending out these messages and you're commenting on people's posts or replying or sending friend requests, like whatever, you know, don't go into it with the mindset of, oh, I want their money. (laughs) you know, have the mindset of, okay, like wonder what, like I can learn from this person or, um, you know, what type of relationship will be formed later, you know? So mm-hmm. that's good. I like that. That would be number two. Yeah. So number two would be, um, like build your network, I guess. Or, um, what do you think? Yeah, I think that's right. Like look at your organic outreach as network building. You know, you also, I would say maybe this could be like number three or like number one and a half. If we have like number one is get over yourself and number two is like build a network. Um, I mean, 
maybe it is just part of number one, but while you're working on building a network, I would say you also need to be like fairly comfortable in expressing to somebody like what you can offer and like what it is that you do so that when somebody asks, you can say it and then like they'll know if they can work with you or send people to you. Um, Absolutely. Mm. That. Go ahead. So now I forget you go. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. See y'all, we're still figuring it out. <laughs> um, so it kind like whenever we were talking about the to dos, that was like one of the first things that came into my head. It's like before you can even figure out who, like what you're trying to offer or even like start a sales call or strategy call or whatever, like you've got to know what in the world you offer. You know, yeah. you have to know what, what do you do? What type of coach are you? Who do you help? You know, who is your ideal client? Like what is, what is it that you're going to do for them eventually one day, you know, maybe. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, that goes back to our episode on niching down. Mm -hmm. So if you don't know what you do or who you want to help, definitely go back to that episode. Yeah. And like, it doesn't have to be perfect, but you know, like if I were to reach out to somebody and just be like, Hey, I'd love to connect. And they were like, Oh yeah, sure. Like, what is it that you do? And I had nothing to say, like, bye-bye connection, you know, if I cannot like say anything about myself, you know, and if you're like just getting started with this, I could see, you know, for the people that I am working with, if you're just starting like your own practice, then you would say something like, oh, like I, I'm a physical therapist. I'm starting my own practice where I see athletes. Cool. Like, that's fine. That makes sense. You know, and then from there, you could always like become a lot more specific, you know, where I see CrossFit athletes, I see soccer players, you know, I see soccer players who are in high school, like things like that. You can always like niche down from there. Um, but you need to be able to explain in plain English, like at least what the heck you're doing with your time. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, there was like in the beginning of my relationship coaching venture um I remember just like posting stuff on social media and I enjoyed doing it because I got to like write and sort of have like a creative outlet but I gained like zero clients from just posting on social media and there was like this this idea in my head that oh you just post on social media and then people are going to come to you right <laughs> and that's not true yeah um, so, and I think that part of that reason, like part, part, you know, part of that was I didn't really know what transformation I had to offer. You know, I knew that I wanted to work with women in relationship and I knew that I wanted to help them become fulfilled, but I wasn't really sure of like the transformation. Um, so I remember whenever you introduced to me the term elevator pitch and you told me to find my elevator pitch. And that made me get super duper specific on, okay, so if I was stuck in an elevator with someone for like 30 seconds, how would I tell them what I do? Mm -hmm. you know? And that helps you become so much more clear on your messaging in your social media posts mm -hmm. and the type of conversation that you do want to have in the DMs or in the comments or whatever, and the type of people that you want to add or follow, you know? Mm -hmm. so um, definitely number three is like figuring out what you do and who you do it for pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Like just being able to say 
anything, um, you know, because then that gives some, that gives the other person on the other end, like something to latch onto and ask questions about um, and to discuss. Um, and I would say like, maybe this is number four as well. But I mean, just going off of what you were saying about how we think if you just like post on social media, then like all of a sudden you'll get all of these inquiries um, and it just really doesn't work that way because like most people will not take the initiative. Most people need somebody to reach out to them and like help them take that first step. Um, so you being a leader in what you are doing, you need to show like the authority and the confidence that you have by taking that first step. And just saying, you know, hey, I'm Morgan. Like, I, I help other physical therapists. How's it going? Um, and I like, I just had somebody today who I reached out to them, and then in their response to me, it sounded like they were like, "Thank goodness that you messaged me because this is like what I've been wanting to do." <laughs> you know, <laughs> so like the the people out there are waiting for you to reach out to them um, because it just like it gives them the permission. To like speak out loud like the hopes and dreams that they've had for so long to do something mm. about their life you know you, like it's like offering like a hand being like hey it's okay like <laughs> you can tell me like what you're thinking about um and it'll be good but yeah you, like number four is you have to tie back into number one is get over yourself and be willing to take the first step because there is somebody out there who needs you to Mm, I love it. <laughs> yes. And that is what it's all about, ladies and gentlemen, like just helping others. And yeah, like I think back, that was, that was actually how I invested into my first business coach was that person reaching out to me and I had been kind of snooping around, but then they reached out and said, Hey, I'm doing this. Are you interested? And I was like, Oh, well, yes, I am. It's a <laughs> Universe. So I totally agree with that, Morgan. I don't think I've ever thought about it that way. That like people are waiting for that permission slip. They're waiting for that um that chance that like you know that boat or ship in the dusk that's gonna rescue them or <laughs> whatever. Yeah. yeah. So that's good. I love that. Yeah. So I mean, I think maybe overall, like for our to-dos, is it just like don't overthink it. Honestly, like if it helps, just think like I'm going to be, you know, sending messages and commenting and engaging in whatever manner so I can make some new friends. Like that's yeah, it. Exactly. Absolutely. I love that. So let's jump on over. There's our four to do's. I can think of one to one not to do right off the top of my head. And we've kind of already touched on it. So that's the first great. Yeah, the first not to do in organic outreach or in genuine engagement in your business is to not not do it. <laughs> Don't just go anti. That is that is fair. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no. Um, that and it's so easy to not do it. It's so easy yeah. to be like, meh, I don't believe in that. Meh, it's hocus pocus. <laughs> Yeah, like, we just, yeah, keep keep up with us as we keep giving advice, because we're probably gonna, you know, like, we're making mistakes, and we're going back and fixing it. But yeah, goodness, just do it, like, get get over it. 
because yeah. it like it works. I mean, Lindsay and I have both we've just started like messaging like a little bit more over the past couple of days, and like our inboxes are blowing up. Yeah. And like, yes, it is a little bit overwhelming. Um, but at the same time, you know, it's all these people that you can help or you can make friends with, you know, and like have a new network. Like it's really, really cool. And like that makes having an online business way more fun um, than like sitting on, on an island by yourself. Mm, totally. And we know how like having an online business, like if and once you ever leave your like full-time job, like, it can be very isolating. So maybe that's why we're like warming up to this idea of like, um, you know, genuine like outreach and like uh, getting up in the DMs is because we are like kind of socially deprived a little bit. <laughs> I mean, like, excuse me, we have, you know, our clients and our, our calls with each other and stuff and with other business mentors, but you do sometimes crave that, just that genuine conversation with people. So, you know, like you said, like look at it as a way to build your network, but also to just make friendships along the way. Mm -hmm. And that takes all the pressure off of it, you know? So don't not do it. Do not like just say, man, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to talk to people. I'm not going to be the first one to put yourself, put myself out there mm -hmm. um, because that's not going to serve you or the rest of the world. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, and I think best practice probably for number two and what not to do is like your first message to somebody should never be, you know, let me sell you this thing. Oh my gosh. Say it again. Say it again. <laughs> like it just, it turns everybody off. Like every, I mean, honestly, like direct messaging is so commonplace now in business. If you are not willing to create some kind of genuine connection with somebody in a relationship, you have no chance of selling somebody. I mean, like one in a million. Um, like I've gotten, I know a lot of us have gotten messages from MLM companies and I'm not saying that MLM is necessarily bad, but when I get messages from somebody saying, you know, Hey, join my team, you'll get X amount in my downline. Like all you have to do is spend $200 on your buy-in product and blah, blah, blah. And that's the first message. Like I don't, I, I try to be polite and I say, no, thank you. Um, but otherwise, you know, like it's going to get ignored. Um, and like, I think a couple days ago I had another company reach out to me and they like asked about my consulting business and I was like, oh sure. Like what, you know, like, what do you want to know? Um, and they were like, actually, like we're selling this product and we really want you to sell this product to your clients and you'll get a commission. And like, I was just, I was really turned off by that as well. Um, because like there was no like relationship building at all. Um, but when I do get messages from people who, you know, like they've obviously taken the time to like look at my profile or my website or whatever. Um, they comment on things that I have written and they like share their opinion with me about that and connect with me on something about me, <laughs> you know, then I'm way more uh, open to having that conversation um, than like just launching right into a sales pitch. And like the other thing about this is, is the more that I have been in business for myself being like um, a service provider and working directly with clients, 
the more I've realized how important it is to kind of like pre-screen people before like you give them your time. Um, so when you are direct messaging somebody as like a potential, you know, client in this case, you want to make sure that you are like having a decent conversation and like learning about them and like how things are going for them before you make like any kind of offer to get on a phone call. Because if they are not like within your ideal client or audience, you know, like it, it would be like a waste of everybody's time unless, you know, like it's somebody who you have like a really good connection with and you guys just want to be best friends, then like <laughs> go for it, you know? Um, but like an example for me would be, you know, if I message a physical therapist, but they have been in business for themselves for 20 years, they're not my ideal client. And so like, while I might have a conversation with them and be like, oh yeah, you know, like if I know anybody, I'll send them to your clinic. If they fit your, you know, your uh, target population, I, I would not want to get them on the phone. Like, it's just, you know, there's no reason to. Um, so I think like, that's another good way to look at direct messaging, you know, versus it being like about sales. It's kind of just like, you know, building a network and then can I help this person? Like, would they be somebody that I help or I just maintain a relationship with? Mm -hmm. Yep. I love that. So I guess our last, so, so, okay. Number one for not to do was don't not do it. Yep. Show up, show up in the inbox, show up in the comments, show up. Yep. All right. Number two is um, do not pitch your services on the first message, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. And then number three, what not to do with organic outreach is, hmm, let me think. Do you have another one? I feel like those are like the big two. Oh, here's one thing that I've done that's not good is if you are like, ready to go full throttle and you send 30 messages in one day and then you get 25 responses and then you do not reply for three weeks, mm. that is not going to help anybody. So yeah. being timely and routine in your messaging, I would say is also something important. So that's kind of a to do, but like, don't, don't leave people on red. There we go. You, do you have any suggestions for what people can do to tackle that overwhelm that comes from inbox overload? Oh, great question, Lindsay. I'm glad that you brought that up. Lindsay recently uh, helped me with this. <laughs> All right, before we started recording my podcast, um, I'm going to be experimenting with and working on setting aside um, an hour and a half every day to go through like my messages and my emails. So doing like 30 minutes, morning, noon, and night um, to go through and respond to things. And I also turned off the notifications for my social media apps so that, you know, like I'll only see the messages when I go into the app. I think that that will be helpful because like it definitely has helped before. And for some reason, I like get it in my mind and I know a lot of people will start to like rev themselves up, but I was like, well, I have to turn on my notifications so I can respond right away. And then you end up with 20 notifications and it's like, oh my God, like I can't do this. I like, and then you just don't respond to anything for three weeks and yeah. now you've lost, you know, whatever, 25 or 30 potential relationships. 
Um, so yeah, so like scheduling some time to do it, um, like turning the notifications off, um, probably closing out of like the browser tabs as well so that you can focus on anything that you're doing on a computer right then or whatever. Um, but then like having like self accountability to go back in and respond. Mm -hmm. Like that, like that intention and that accountability. Definitely. And like actually scheduling that time to, um, you know, comment or post or like chat with people that just call it relationship building, like literally putting that into your schedule for the day. You know, like Mm -hmm. I remember earlier this week, I think we were, thinking about where we had been spending our time the most. And we were like, wait, I think we really need to spend the most of like the majority of our time just building relationships. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, like speaking from experience, we can see how whenever you kind of like skim over that, it can take an effect and it can take a toll on, you know, you may not know exactly what your population needs. You may not know what their needs are because we, you haven't spent enough like time getting in depth, feedback from them and like chatting and really seeing what they need, you know, so how can you help them with those amazing resources that you make and with those great courses that you put out, you know? So yeah, that's good. I like that being um, intentional and just putting it in the schedule and treating it like any other task that you would do, you know? So that's good. Yeah. We've got four to do's and three not to do's. I think those are pretty good. Do you have anything else you want to add? No, I don't think so. I want to just like kind of recap them. So like number one was get over it. Number two is build a network. What was number three to do? Number three to do. Great question, Morgan. Oh God. Just just click the rewind button and go back and listen to us talk about it. Uh, And then there was also a fourth one. Basically what we're saying is be genuine in your um, pursuit and just show up. That's it. Just show up and be genuine. Yeah. Like there's so many people out there who like want, you know, connection and everything. I mean, just think, I almost think about it too sometimes is like when I get like a letter in the mail, you feel so special. And so like if you're reaching out to people and just saying like, Hey, like, you know, I love this photo. I love your dress. I love your outfit. I love your gym. Um, I don't know. Like you look really awesome. I noticed you have your own business. That's amazing. Um, reaching out to people and acknowledging them for being great. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It just, it makes people feel so good. And like with all the like negativity going on and everything, like that's just something that's really needed, whether it leads you to sales or not. I mean, yeah. it probably will. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Being just being a genuine and kind person. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. Genuine and kind. I love it. And shut oh. up. Get over yourself. Sounds like good advice to me. Take it from the pros. <laughs> <laughs> That's us. Yeah, it is. No, <laughs> we are learning, but, um, I know if anyone is interested in learning more about building their own 
coaching business, um, whether, you know, you're going into like relationship coaching or health coaching or whatever, like I am offering a free training next Thursday, July the 2nd. It will take place seven o'clock PM Eastern time, um, which would be four o'clock Pacific. And I would love to have you there if you are at all interested in starting your, you know, your coaching business. If you kind of already started it, but you're not really making any traction. You don't really know what to do next. You're having trouble balancing it with your family, balancing it with your job. And you just um, are looking for a scalable and like repeatable system to build your heart-centered money-making business. I would love to have you on the training. We will put the link to that in the show notes. And um, yeah, I'm just, and once again, like this is, it's going to be through a Facebook live and it's going to be super like genuine and honest. And I'm probably going to screw up a few times and that's okay. <laughs> but just know that I'm coming to, um, coming to serve you all with love and um, from my heart. So yeah, I hope to see y'all there. Yay. Oh, that's so exciting. It's going to be great. Lindsay is a bundle of knowledge. <laughs> well, thank you, Morgan. <laughs> Um, and then like for me, I know like on our last episode, I talked about how I was doing a launch and still kind of am. Um, I don't know if it's going to end up being like a regular like launch that you might see online where there's like a certain period necessarily to enroll, but I am currently looking for my next cohort of uh, clients to work with. I have a couple, um, in the onboarding process. But I am looking for physical therapists and occupational therapists who are either ready to start their own practice and like need help building it from the ground up, um, you know, like your own solo cash-based practice, or if you have already started and you've kind of like DIY'd it yourself, but now you have a business and you don't know where to go, like you don't know where, how to find clients or do anything with it <laughs> to make it profitable. Um, I'm looking for both sets of people. So like I am happy to hold your hand and walk you through the next steps that you need in order to get your practice either up and running or growing and scaling. Um, and those are the people that I am working with this month. So for the month of July, um, my like max is going to be enrolling 15 people uh, to work with me and my coaching program. But you can find more information on how to contact me on my website at morganese.com. And I'm offering free strategy sessions. So um, if you're not really sure what you need, <laughs> please book a strategy session. Um, and I'm happy to walk you through that. But yeah, I'm really looking forward to working with everybody. The therapists that I have worked with so far are doing amazing. They're doing great. Um, so I just want to see more of that. Yay! That's awesome, Morgan. And Morgan is also a bundle of knowledge. And <laughs> she is. She's so good. She keeps you accountable and gives you actionable steps to take within your business. Um, so yeah, she's really great to work with for all all of you um, physical therapists that are wanting to start your own practice. You are in good hands 100%. Oh, so nice. <laughs> this podcast is just to promote positivity for everybody. Yay. <laughs> I love it. Um, so do you have any weekly recommendations this week, Morgan? Oh, good, good question. Well, we talked about little fires everywhere last week, right? Was that on the podcast? I don't think it was on the podcast. Okay, so Little Fires Everywhere. Lindsay and I both highly recommend it. Really, really good show. Um, and then, let's see. 
Um, the other thing, I don't know if I put this on the podcast last week, so forgive me if it's a repeat, but, um, if you are working online, I think one of the best things that you can do for yourself as like an online business owner, um, entrepreneur, freelancer, whatever, you need to schedule yourself like some kind of extended break, whether it's like a three day weekend where you do nothing or like an actual like little trip that needs to be a priority for you either every month or every other month. Otherwise you will burn yourself out. And so like, that's something that I'm going to be really focusing on trying to do is being a lot more purposeful with taking time off. Um, so that's another recommendation I have. Yeah, that is so, so good. I just took a social media detox. It was only for like two days this past weekend but I came back so much more focused, like just revived and ready to go. And I showed up for my lives better. Like I showed up in my posts and like everything, just so much better. That is a great tip, Morgan. Yeah. Highly recommend that one. Um, let's see for me. Okay. So I'm actually looking for a recommendation. I need a recommendation. If you have any recommendations on a morning drink, <laughs> that does not contain sugar then let me know. I am an avid coffee drinker, usually like only one cup of day, one cup a day. And I'm not kicking coffee. I'm just trying to kick sugar because I have a huge sweet tooth. And today is day two on my sugar kick. And I have not had sugar, like any type of processed sugar. Like I've eaten some fruit. Um, but yeah, so it's also been my second day of no coffee and I am like craving it, but I don't want to eat or I don't want to drink like the nasty stuff that's not so good for you in the coffee. So if you have any recommendations on like a drink or like something to go in your coffee, definitely let me know. Like I know that you can do um, like unsweetened coconut milk or like unsweetened almond milk, but I've tried that and it's just not very good. <laughs> so if you have any teas or like a, another type of drink, like I'm totally open to that. So like, let us know, reach out on Instagram, like DM me, slide up in my DMs with some genuine conversation at intimately Lindsay and let me know your, your morning drink um, or any other recommendations that you have for kicking processed sugar, because I would totally be open to that advice. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. Let's all be, let's be healthier. Dang. Yeah. Make our lives easier. <laughs> um, oh yeah. That's the other thing I was going to say too, is like, if you hear this and you just want some human connection, please message us. Like, I'm talking about being overwhelmed with the men messages, but I will get back to you. I promise. Yeah. Um, you know, and like, if, if you just need somebody, like, please reach out. We are happy to talk. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's one of the parts that's super cool about like where we're at right now is because we are at such a cool place in our business and in our journey where we are still looking for that, like, communication from people that need our help, you know, because I think yeah. that like you get to a point like Oprah Winfrey or like, you know, even Marie Forleo or like these bigger, um, uh, guides and these bigger teachers and they can't get to everyone that wants to talk to them, you know, but we're at a point where we do want to talk to people and we do want to get your feedback and know what you need more of and, um, know where you're at within your business and try to keep you from staying stuck or from not taking action. Mm -hmm. So definitely reach out if you need help. If you want to book a strategy call with either of us, um, you know, definitely do that. So we, we look forward to your messages and we totally like gush over them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
All right, cool. Well, I think this was a, a good amount of information. And if you have questions on uh, organic outreach, definitely let us know about that stuff too. Awesome. Yep. And we'll see y'all next week. Okay. Bye. Bye.